Welcome to Done Deal, a legal podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. Look, the goal of this podcast is simple, to help you do deals better. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate you for listening. Now let's get to it. Um, but yeah, so t- so today, uh, briefly, I'm going to talk about um, a concept, well, not a concept, but um, something called project labor agreements, because it's actually going to be very, very relevant for um, construction businesses within the state of Illinois here really soon. So a project labor agreement is essentially an agreement um, uh, between, it's a, uh, a collective bargaining agreement between the state and the unions within the state. So um, back in, I believe it was 2011, or no, no, it was before that, Illinois had um, project, a project Labor Agreement Act that was implemented. And so this said that all state contracts essentially must go through unions So if you, uh, for construction work. And that's for the actual like labor side of it, so the building piece. Um, so if you owned a construction company and you wanted to do work under a state contract, you had to sign on to a union for the duration of that contract. Um, Rauner did away with it. But now Pritzker is about to sign an executive order in order to re-implement that. So why is that important? The main thing is, if you own a construction business, one, you have to sign on with a union for the duration of these of these contracts for these projects. If you want to actually do work under a state contract, that means. Wait, that, but do I have to when I sign on? Do I still do I have to be a part of the union? So, uh, so essentially, yes. So you have to pay all of the fringe benefits into the union. You have to pay the prevailing wages, and so like that's going to be the big thing, right? So the financial aspect of these PLAs is what's going to hurt a lot of small construction companies, especially a lot of the black. Uh, the black and brown owned minority or, or, or construction companies, because you're talking about um, when you look at prevailing wages uh, from a union standpoint, you're talking about having to pay your people like three to five dollars an hour more than plus what you're, insurance, right? Plus insurance and and other fringe benefits. So you and and not only that, you're not the one that's doing any of the negotiation or having any of the representation at the job site. That's all the union rep. So it's taking it's taking power. I mean, essentially out of the hands of a lot of these younger, uh, of these smaller construction companies, and it's putting them in a position to where they're going to have to stretch themselves thin in order to try and continue to get on state contracts. Now, let's be clear, right? State of Illinois is terrible when it comes to having uh, minority businesses work on on state contracts anyways, right? Terrible. Overall spend um, on minority contractors versus the overall spend in general on state construction prospect, uh, projects is abysmal. Um, but what this is going to do is it's going to make it even harder because a lot of these firms are struggling just to pay their their workers um, a, a wage that's like $20, $25 an hour. And the individuals that are working actually need this work, right? So they need the, they need the ability to go out there and be employed to, um, to provide for their families. Um, and you have business owners who have started these construction companies that now are going to have a, a difficult time in procuring this labor if they're trying to go under, if they're trying to um, to be a sub under any of these state contracts. So the like I said, this is only for construction-based contracts. So they have to sign um, a letter of assent in order to say that they're going to comply with the project labor agreement that was entered into between the union and the state. Uh, it does not include any uh, any, I guess I'll say pseudo construction industries that are more so um, based in 
in any mental capacity. So like engineering, right? So with engineering, it's not the physical building or construction of anything. It is um, formulating the process of the con of the construction. So in that sense, they are exempt from uh, from this act, from this regulation. However, when you have the construction companies that are that are going to be realizing smaller margins because they're going to have to pay their their employees higher wages, that's automatically going to trickle into every aspect of the job, every aspect of the process of the project. So, um, so that's a there's actually a draft of the um, of the executive order. So, what I'll do, Mikai, so you all can post it on uh, Urban Business Roundtable uh, Facebook page. I'll send you the uh, the link to the um, there's a there was a report over project labor agreements in general that was released I think in 2011. Um, I also send a link to the act and then a link to the draft executive order. Um, I'm thinking that it'll probably be signed within within the next few weeks. And uh, from what I'm hearing, this is really just a result of. Um, I mean, Pritzker getting a lot of money from the unions when he was running. Uh, they they so they highly supported him, and uh, and he ran on the platform that project labor agreements are going to make sure that um, individuals are receiving a, a fair wage, which you know it it's an elevated rate wage. And and not to say that people shouldn't make that wage, but is that required and, and mandatory? I don't, I don't think especially so. if it puts small businesses out of business now right. this is this is a big deal it, it is it, it's, it's a very it's, it's big, a big deal, deal because minority construction companies are already having a hard time right struggling. now they're struggling yeah. to get lines of credit and it's all especially if you're trying to do business with state and government entities right they don't pay on time you're floating cash like it's a very it's very very hard it's, to it's keep a, up it is tough so what advice do you have to these businesses that are hearing you right now, yep. trying to figure out how they make payroll like on next Friday for the project that they have to keep afloat because they're you know in business with the state and the state is paying them 90 days. Right, later. so I'm hoping that, and I don't think that this will be retroactive. I don't think it will be. Um, so this should only be for projects that are contracts that are entered, entered into after the date um, that the executive order is signed, however, the main thing that uh, owners of construction companies, and again, not just construction companies, any uh, that that are engaged in the actual physical building, but um, even if you're not a laborer, even if you are an, in, an engineering firm, you need to make sure that you are staying on top of this information that you fully are that you're fully aware of um, the the implications of this legislation. And what it really is going to mean, because it's going to mean that you're paying additional fringe benefits. It's going to mean that you're paying higher uh, higher um, hourly wages. It's also going to mean that you're losing a certain level of control in the negotiation process. So you're going to essentially be beholden to the unions that are going to be negotiating directly, uh, directly with the state. So um, that the biggest thing is just stay on top of it. We'll be releasing content uh, as it relates to the progression of it, and uh, we'll we'll make sure to the best of our ability that everybody stays informed. So yeah. We appreciate you for listening and we hope that you gained something of value. For more information, visit jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And until next time, always remember, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will.